I ordered something off Amazon today. I mean, yesterday. It's coming today. What did you order? Uh, I ordered that silicon case for my Apple AirPods. Oh, you got AirPods, have you? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, we have a small amount of follow-up today. Um, first, Stuart from Nero's Notes, who sent us the kindly sent us the notebooks last week, um, told us that the the uh, eighteen fifty seven notebooks that we asked for the spec on um, they are uh, seventy GSM paper, Fedrigoni paper. Is that right, Jules? I do not know. Fedrigoni paper and made here in the UK. Um, it'll handle the fine end of the fountain pen world. I haven't actually tested that, um, but may struggle with broad and wet nibs. And he also said that there's a, f- a fountain pen friendly line coming soon of those. So that'll be interesting yeah, to I see. Yeah, I did see that. He also mentioned that we spoke about the field notes and they're, they're actually in stock on the Nero's notes. So uh, I may end up making a purchase for more from them. Speaking of field notes, actually, Jules, you got your, you got your. The mile marker. Yes, that's the edition. I did. Yeah. So I guess I got mine slightly before yours because it was a resubscription mm-hmm. for me. Um, I haven't actually uh, used any of them yet, but I, I really like the green one. So I'm actually going to use the green one uh, um, for something. <laughs> I don't know what yet. The, the green and the the red, white, and blue ones are my favorite, I think. Uh, yeah, the, ye- the yellow one too. Um, I don't know. I think that I just, as soon as I... Yeah, as soon as I saw them, I I really like them. I haven't actually gone and had a good look at the map yet, so it comes with a map as well, um, mm. and it looked like the map was absolutely full of content. Um, but I'll have a I'll have a good look at it. I I don't know. I really like this edition because it it feels like a just a standard classic feel notes, which is which is good to, for me. Mm. I quite like this. Um, and it's got a, an interesting kind of reflective, uh, look across all three of them. Yeah. I just, uh, it's a dot grid as well, which is always a favorite. So yeah, really nice addition. I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased with it. I do feel like we, it's taken longer to arrive to us than it used to. Yeah. Usually by the time they're announced to actually be shipping, they, it takes like a week or two to them to actually arrive here in the UK. So I, I yeah, I feel like we've been waiting a while. Maybe we haven't, but um, yours haven't arrived yet. Mine, no. mine arrived because it was a resubscription, and I guess they send those out a little bit early. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got an extra pack of um, the mixed, and I think this, I think it comes with the squared, the craft um, editions. But I put them in my drawer, and I've I've got so many of those spare ones now. So yeah, I probably need to give some away. Yeah, I have a whole two shelves worth now of field notes. So yeah, yeah, I might take some to my parents next time I go there um, because my dad's always after spare notebooks. Mm. Um, and I'll maybe try and give some more away at work. But um, yeah, I, I do. I I do feel like I've got a, I, just a, a few too many of those now. Like having having a couple of spare packs seems good, but um, I think I've probably got about five or six sealed packs of craft notebooks. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with all those because, of course, I use this, the limited edition ones first. Yeah, I, I'm just sorry. I was just looking at my shelf and I can still see. I can still see at least six packs so of the, the craft ones. So, and I never tend to use the craft ones because there's all the other designs that I actually prefer using. So, I di- I did use some craft. I used I think two craft ones, um, or three craft ones last year. Uh, I used a plain one for doing some pen tests. Um, 
Ah, actually, I use two two normal craft editions, and I use one of the left-handed ones, so it opens the other way around. Just because, why not? Jules. Yes. You have a new phone. Yes, I have a a new telephone. Well, is it a an Android? <laughs> a Windows phone? Uh, what is it? Oh, I wish. I wish. No, it is a iPhone, uh, a 10s, and I've and I have trained myself now to type like xs but but read 10s yeah it's happened i was in the car with andrew yesterday and i was like oh i'm thinking about getting an iphone xs and he was like what's that i was like right <laughs> no Fine. i yeah i think it's i think it started to sink in it's just silly it's weird when i type it but um because i because i because I, I i i like say in my head xs when i type it i say 10s in my head it's crazy that Apple got rid of Mac OS X where it was Mac OS X in terms of how it's typed. And then they were like, yeah, it's Mac OS 10.13, you know, High Sierra or whatever. And now they're like, well, we're just going to completely reverse that on the phones. We're just going to do a swapsies. Is it? Is it swapsies? Or it's the same thing? No, it's not. It's not. Mac OS, it used to be called Mac OS, but it was Mac OS 9, wasn't it? And then it was OS 10. It was OS 10. And then they've gone back to... No, it's always been Mac OS. It was always Mac space... It was it was Mac space OS. Yeah, but they always addressed it. They never really addressed it for OS ten as Mac OS. No, OS no, 10. but when it booted up... It, when it booted up in the in the days of 10.1 and 2 and 3, it would it would have its nice little loading bar and it would be like Mac OS ten uh, back in the Leopard yeah. and the Lion and the... But that's the same. That's but that's isn't that the same? Like the the X for the ten is the same. But they but they missed a nine. E- anyway, what? either way, no. They they had it was always an it was always an X on the loading screen, and now it's no longer an X on the loading screen. Yeah, but it's but it's still, but it, but the X was a, was a ten, and and an iPhone X is an iPhone ten. Yeah, but they reversed it because they no longer do that with but they, because they call it Mac OS instead of OS ten. More importantly, Jules, how's your phone? It's great. Um, so, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like I should have got it um, earlier, really, because um, I, I have been complaining. I don't know if I'm, I have I mentioned it on the podcast. I think I have, but um, I certainly mentioned it to you guys that I get RSI from using my um, iPhone Seven Plus because it's too big, um, and when I use uh, iMessage a lot, I tend to kind of prop the phone up on my my little finger on my right hand and then basically the the two the two smaller of the fingers the the end two digits end up being and end up feeling kind of stretched and painful um and i keep i kept saying to you guys oh i wish i had a smaller phone i wish i had a smaller phone well i did it um the time was the time was good because i just finished paying for um another phone so basically, my my phone bill is actually the same as it was. What spec did you get? Uh, it is two hundred and fifty six gigabyte storage. I don't know how much I've used or how much is actually available. In what color? Silver. You can't really have anything but the two hundred fifty six gigabyte one. Yeah. Well, there's no. Yeah, because it's sixty four gig or this. Yeah. So. And we were having yeah. this discussion, and it's like. Thing is, if they'd done a one two eight, that would have been the perfect size. But they purposely did not do a one two eight because they wanted people to buy the two five six. I think the XR they do a one two eight. Yeah, maybe I didn't even. Like, to be fair, I didn't even consider that phone. I, I no, I didn't even consider it at all. Um, to be honest, 
uh, I, I I knew I wanted the 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 10s because I'd I'd seen them previously. I just that was just the one that I knew I wanted to get, and I didn't want to get the Max because and and Andrew, I know you've got the Max, um, and we compared them, we put them side by side. It's still quite a bit bigger, um, and maybe in the future I'll want a large phone again. But um, I'm like really pleased with the size mm. of this phone. Um, I, I, in some ways I do kind of wish I had done it sooner because I have not had any RSI on those fingers since getting this phone. And, um, you know, RSI is a real thing. Um, and it, you know, it got to the point where I just didn't want to type on iMessage and that's, that's, that's bad. Cause I, cause that's mm. how I, you know, I use that to communicate with people. Um, and like after using it for even a small amount of time, really, like after using it in an evening, like to, to have multiple conversations, my hand would just hurt. And now I don't have this problem at all. And, um, you know, I really should have, I really should have done it sooner, but but the time was right. So I decided to to go for it. I I went for silver. Yeah. Uh, I did ask you beforehand (laughs) and I knew what you were going to say, but Jordan said silver. All black everything. Jordan said silver. Um, I was leaning towards silver, so I went for silver, and uh, I like it. Um, I will say that so it because it it has a black front, right? It has a black, and that front. was that was always my main problem with the white slash silver iPhones in the past. You always got the white front on them, and I hated that. I really, really hated oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the so it was always it was always for the me the chin just, and the top. Yeah. yeah. So the, so there is a bit of a even though this isn't a so called edge to edge screen, there is still a bit of a a gap on. The, I'm not complaining, but there is still a, a bit of a, a kind yeah. of gap on the edge, uh, and obviously it is black. Uh, there is a notch at the top, which I do notice. Uh, it is not becoming visible for me yet, especially when things move. But I don't mind it. It's not really a problem. Um, but obviously that's black as well. Yeah. Uh, you you do see the silver kind of ridge around the outside, mm-hmm. like when you, like if you're looking at it directly. Uh, obviously on the sides, it is silver looking. It just looks metal. Uh, on the back, it is white with glass over the top of it it's quite reflective and it it looks interesting because it's got kind of layers so it's um it's it's i wouldn't call it silver on the back i wouldn't really call it white on the back either i don't really know how to describe it it looks like glass (laughs) it looks like shady glass yeah Um, you you kind of get this with the black as well but i think the silver kind of shows you those layers a bit more i've just taken my phone yeah. out of the case which i rarely do and my god this thing is beautiful okay so so quick while while you mentioned the case um i am preferring not to use this i i, I like i didn't use my uh, iphone 7 plus with a case i did for a while and then i took it out of the case and i was just like because you feel like it's slippery that's the main thing right I felt like it was a bit too slippery at first when I first got it. Compared to my Windows phone, it felt too slippery. So sorry, the iPhone Seven was slippery. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree. But as soon as as soon as you actually, as soon as you just accept it and get used to it, and that's how it feels, it wasn't a problem. And actually, it felt really nice. like slipping it in and out of my jeans pocket was uh, is much nicer when it's not wearing not not wearing a case where it's not in a case. Um, it feels thinner. It felt better. And I think the same thing with this one. This one is even more slippery. 
uh, but it, but it feels nice. It's a nice feeling in your hand. I would disagree. I think what? that sorry. I I this is a very nice feeling in your hand, but I think this one's more grippy than what the aluminium cases were on the iPhone sevens without the glass backs. I think the glass gives it more grip. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know whether they're different. You're right. They're different sensations. They're not directly comparable. It's not like one is um, smoother than the other and Mm. it's the same material. They are made of different materials. It definitely feels different. It definitely feels like you're holding a piece of glass. Um, but, but one of the things that I liked about the iPhone and I kind of always have is it feels like a slab of whatever material they make it out of. And and I felt this way since the iPhone four, um, you know, when I first held an iPhone four, it was just like, wow, this is, you know, it felt like it was Mm. built into its frame. Like it was really, uh, kind of robust, like it. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it felt like it was well constructed and it was well weighted. Yeah, yeah. And this continues that. And obviously this is the best iPhone I've had mm-hmm. out of the two that I've had. But um, yeah. Just on that, the weight difference from the 7 to the this one obviously is different because that one's made out of aluminium and this has a lot of steel on it. How do you find that? Because I quite like it. I don't really care about my phone being crazy light. Like it's not... This um, one is lighter. Really? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's plus. Yeah, do you reckon? So, mm, interesting. Yeah, it is. It is lighter. It, I I think it is lighter uh, by the by the grams. It was lighter and and smaller in every dimension. I think. I mean, I checked that beforehand. Um, I mean, the the thing is, like, I I haven't, I I have changed how I hold the phone a lot of the time. So I, as I say, I used to prop it up on my little finger, which caused caused the RSI, but I still kind of prop it up on my little finger, but um because it is lighter and because it's like thinner uh, across the width, I can hold, I hold it differently. I can grip it more with one hand um, though. I don't necessarily grip it with one hand. Like all the time I do still prop it against my finger, Uh, but because it is lighter and Mm. thinner, it, it just doesn't cause me those problems with my hands. I've got big hands, right? I guess the, I guess the thing is with a lot of people who have iPhone plus size or max size or whatever, they're probably using two hands with it, like by default. If you've got smaller hands, you have to use two hands with it. And I was just trying to use one hand with it, and it just it, it mm. just wasn't working. It just wasn't working for me. So going back to the the space thing, I've always paid extra because I think that I'm happy to take the cost of paying for the extra size even though I know I'm not going to use the entire 256 gig because I don't want to hit that boundary that, you know, that it's such a pain when you hit the maximum right. size of a, of a phone. It is. And it keeps asking you all the time and you got to go and delete stuff. I don't want to do that. I, I just literally, I rack up probably 10 to 20,000 photos every time on my phone and videos. And I never care about deleting them. Yeah. So I just wondered like, even though but most of them are stored in the cloud though now, like uh, not for me. No, you keep them all on your phone. Yeah, I have. I use um, I use OneDrive to back them up, but I don't use the iCloud photo sharing thing because I always find it really annoying when it's not on your phone and you have to wait for it to. Yeah, I would rather keep them on the phone as well. Um, I just checked by the way. So capacity, it does say two hundred and fifty six gigabytes. So I don't know if they measure it different for actual usable space because usually a two hundred fifty six gigabyte disk would have less usable space. But whatever. 
It says capacity 256 gigabytes and available 189.36 gigabytes. So I haven't used that much, really. I have actually used 64 gig of my 256 gig device. Yeah, I've used about 54 gig. So if I got a 64, it'd be like, what's the point? I'd be out of space so quickly. Yeah, exactly. You just, you just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. I would say actually, um, while we're talking about the storage, so I've got the same things on this that I had on the previous phone. Um, and there was, there was a really cool experience when I first got the phone where I put them next to each other and it asked me to transfer them across. But, um, unfortunately it didn't, it didn't work first time. Um, because it asked me to do a backup and I wasn't using iCloud to do a backup. I I had done a backup on iTunes. So I tried to do it through iTunes and it bricked the phone. Mm. Um, and I had to, I had to re... Just use the cloud, dude. Use the cloud. No one cares about desktop applications. That's what I did in the end. So so what happened is I, I, had, I then had to use iTunes to do a recovery on the... I, I never did find out what my password was, by the way. So... On iTunes, it creates a it creates a backup with a password, no clue what it is, and uh, a quick search on Bing finds that many many other people also don't know what their iTunes backup password is. Some people say it was your Windows password. Other people say it was the the first pin that you set up the phone with, which I've got no idea what it is. Anyway, it didn't work. I had to do a recovery of the operating system itself on the phone, and then I signed up for iCloud backed up the iPhone 7 Plus to the iCloud and then restored from there. And it only took me a few hours to do this whole thing, but it was so close to being great because it like, I put them next to each other and it's like, oh, hey, I see you've got a, a new phone. Sorry, your old phone's right next to it. So should, should I move it across? Ah, that experience was like that first experience, really great. Shame it yeah. didn't work. I, so so I'm actually I'm a bit upset for you because that experience is actually really nice and when you do use iCloud which seems to be the more common and more uh, expected slash supported thing it does work really well and I've never had a problem with that but I understand that if you know that it obviously could have been better for you yeah so second time I did it I did it through iCloud and it it did work but it worked really strangely. So some applications were in a state where they thought that they had, and, and this may be on the, the fault of the developers, by the way. I'm not saying that this is necessarily an Apple thing, though it's a whole ecosystem thing, I guess. Um, various applications thought that they had asked for permissions for notifications and things like that, but they hadn't. So uh, Microsoft Teams was an example. Um, I went to notifications and it's just like, um, notifications are disabled on your device go to settings to enable notifications because you know you can switch off notifications per application which is really useful mm-hmm. windows does it too obviously and i'm sure android does it too but you know that's that's a useful feature to be able to just switch off an application at the os level uh but that option is not there unless an application has asked for notifications in the first place so you go into the settings and it and it's there is no ability to turn back on notifications because the application mm. hasn't been installed properly. So you have to uninstall the application, reinstall the application to get it to work. So me migrating from one, one phone to the other did not work as well as I would, as I hoped. I don't care because um, it, the whole thing was done. I think that even was it either that evening or the next evening, I think it ever took, it was over that same day or the next day. And by that point, every single thing on my phone had been sorted out. Um, 
So it, that's not long, really. Yeah. I don't think that's too long to completely switch over from one device to another. Um, so I'm not really complaining, but um, it didn't go as smoothly as it could have. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it should go smoother. And I don't know why it didn't for me, but, but hey. I've got the iPhone 8 Plus, the red edition one. Uh, I've, mm. I've really enjoyed this phone, but I am considering the 10, 10S, um, not the Max. I am just back and forth at the moment. Part of the reason is the cost, because I'm on the upgrade program. It's actually £12 a month. No, I think that's worth it for you. Why? I just I just say I do. I, I think that you have the means to afford an extra £12 per month. Uh, I think you'd enjoy it. Um, I think you have enough problems with your phone. We we kind of mentioned this like uh, previously, but you have problems with your phone not working on various things like Skype for Business and 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 uh, Wi-Fi. But is that the phone or the software? How many times have I complained? And I, I, I know this is not. How many times have you been on a Skype for Business call in the last <laughs> well, week? I know I've uh, multiple times. But the but the, the the one that I used to get, and I've told you about this before, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but um I would get Wi-Fi connectivity issues. And Andrew, you've never experienced these and so no. you, it was all some it was all weird for you, so you, you just didn't know anything about it. But I think they're the same as the problems that, that Jordan gets. Whereby on the seven plus I had to basically go into the settings and take it off Wi-Fi and then take it off radio and then put radio back on and then put wi-fi back on and maybe bluetooth as well and then suddenly everything would burst back into life and this would happen multiple times a day for me so you know i'd just be minding my own business scrolling through twitter and then all of a sudden it would stop working or i'd be using safari and and then suddenly it would stop working and i would have to disconnect and reconnect i did get issues with bluetooth headphones but not quite the same as yours jordan whereby you try and connect to a call and it just wouldn't work but i think that there's something wrong with like the networking stack in iOS. And by this point, Andrew had an iPhone 10, mm. not the 10s at this point, it was the iPhone 10. Mm-hmm. And you just, you hadn't seen any of these, these problems at all. And it's, it's almost as if the older devices or the, or that form factor or something that introduced a defect and just hadn't fixed it. I don't know. Cause I still, I don't use the iPhone 7, I still have the iPhone 7 plus. I don't use it too much now. Um, but I've had none of these problems with the 10s. I don't know. Maybe it's just a new phone thing. But I, I think, Jordan, that the, your problems would all disappear. Jordan said to me yesterday, Jules, if I just have one less Burger King a month, it will yes. cover the cost of the iPhone. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. So there was, a, there, was a, there was a second thing, wasn't there? Well, I size. Like, I quite like how big my phone is, but then at the same time, because I don't get RSI like you, Jules, but I, I am, I'm holding it now and I'm like trying to like, for instance, I've just got a notification saying my Amazon parcels being delivered downstairs. Hooray. Um, but to actually get to that bit, I had to like bend my phone across so my hand. So do you use reachability? No. What is this? Is this where you double tap it and then? Yeah. Oh no, I don't do that. I used to use that all the time. I don't use it. So I... I don't use it nearly as much on the 10s, even though it's like it feels it's like the phone is actually taller in even, some ways. Even when I do use this reachability thing, it's like it's still a stretch to get across the screen. Eh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't really use reachability that often. I know it's there. I maybe use it once a month. I could never get into the habit of using it. Uh, I used to use it a lot, 
because uh, I used it on Windows Phone. How does it work on the 10, 10S Max? Well, it's, it's on the 10S as well. I use it on the 10S. What do you do? Like? I don't have it enabled, Joel, so you're going to have to tell. Uh, you, you, you swipe like the chin down, like, like on the bottom edge. So, if, so it took me a little uh, while to get used to this, and, and you you get used to these gestures really fast. By the way, because obviously, you know, you you're using a, a button at the bottom, and we'll talk about such idea in a minute. But you're using the button at the bottom, so you're like double clicking it to do multitasking, and you like tap it to do things. All of that's gone, and instead you use these gestures at the bottom of the screen. And at first, I was aiming for the line, so there's a line that's often there, and I was kind of deliberately aiming at the line to do the swipe down so it's like hitting the line and then swiping now but actually because it's just that that side of the screen you just get you just feel like you're just tickling the chin it's, it's just mm. like a little a little downward swipe on the bottom edge of the screen causes reachability to happen and it's one of those things and i guess it's the way with a lot of gestures really don't think about it too much just make the movement and it works I have one thing, Jordan, that I mentioned to you yesterday that I wanted to ask Jules about was that have you noticed a battery difference from going from the the plus to the 10s that has been either positive or negative? Uh, it's better. I, Is it we, we kind of, I kind of mentioned this um, to you guys, uh, to well, to Jordan on Slack yesterday, and I posted some screenshots. But I mean, what, how can I? How like it's really hard to measure. I will yeah. tell you this though. Um, I get the notification that my battery is flat. You know that thing where it pops up and it's like, is it 20% or 10%? Yeah. Um, I have it at both, I think. I think think you can change it, but I think it's 20% and then 10% tells you to put low power mode on for me. I've seen that once since I've had the phone. and I don't oh, right. feel like I use it less. I Maybe, it, I don't know. I I, I've, I feel like my, my use of the phone has changed a little bit, but um, I'm... We'll talk mm. about why in a second, AirPods. I, but um, but I I don't think um, I don't think I've used it too. I, I'm not using it less than I did previously, and I do find that it is telling me that the battery is flat less often. But I did make a comment to you, Andrew, the other day where I had been using the phone all day and I had been on calls, um, and I did do like Teams with the screen on and the and the loudspeaker. Yeah. And I think, it, I can't remember what time it was, but I was like, oh, it's used a good chunk of the battery or something I said to you. And you're like, yeah, well, you've been using it. And it's like, eh, it's true, I have. And it didn't go flat that night either. Like when I got home, I charged yeah. it when I went to bed and it didn't go flat. So I always, I noticed a positive increase from my 7 to the 10 to the 10S. Uh, sorry, yeah, to the 10S Max. And that 10 to 10S, I assume, was size. Now... Obviously, I think you will have seen a positive increase because it was a what three-year-old phone that you've switched from, so that may yes, be an effect. It did. It did say that the battery was like eighty-nine percent right. capacity or something like that. So, what I wonder, or, yeah, I wonder if Jordan would see a positive or negative health because his phone is an hour, uh, an hour old. It's not. It's a year old. Yeah, it's an hour old. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a year old, and I wonder if downsizing would either level out because of the health of the year old battery or you would see a positive or negative increase in uh, well a positive yeah. or negative change in battery i i wouldn't i can't say that it's significantly better and it's definitely not significantly worse it feels better but it's it's all about how it feels and you know when i got a my surface book compared to my old surface pro 2 
it was night and day. But that's because it was a it has like two huge batteries in it versus like I know. one. So. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like when when you go, when I went for a device like that, like it's obvious that the device I'm using now has significantly better the battery than the device I was using. I cannot say that I have noticed that it just seems to be okay. It's, it, it just seems to work all the time. But I, but I definitely see the notification of low battery less often than I did on, cause it's like, it would tell me low battery in the evening, like most evenings. And then I would go and charge it. It wouldn't go flat, but it would tell me that it was low. Whereas this one just doesn't do that. So it's all about feeling and it feels better. Yeah. I mean, the thing, I think what we're talking about is probably going to be negligible in the uh, grand scheme of things. Wow, I almost stood then. And I guess if you look at the phone itself, like it's a smaller phone, but that means it's got smaller, it's got less pixels to push. It's an OLED screen. It's an OLED screen. It's Um, probably firing infrared at me all the time though. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's not going to be a huge problem. Like, like I... I've never that. F- it's not going to be a huge problem. I don't think it's going to be a problem at all. I think it's probably going to last the exact same amount of time as my current phone does. Probably. Like, you probably get the same use out of it. Yeah, my phone is dead by like four o'clock if I'm on the phone all day. So, meh. I mean, like, it's not like I've not. I don't. Like, I take battery chargers with me everywhere. You know, I'm you not. Do. I'm not. It's not like going to be a huge problem. Me. Um. So. So yeah, I. I just feel like these things are getting more and more expensive and. I mean, it, don't get me wrong, it is expensive. But um, there, there was one other thing that I was expecting you to say that you would miss. Yeah, okay, so Touch ID. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, I think it, the reason my brain has looked over that is because I think of, like, in my head, I'm, current, like, I'm ranting about it while this conversation is yeah. going on. So therefore, my brain's like, oh, I must have already said all this and done the rant, but I've just been ranting in my head about it. Why can't Apple do what Samsung have done? And have a touch ID, touch ID sensor in the screen. So let me let me tell you. So I I, I do agree, but uh, let me tell you my um, my thoughts on this. So um, the tie. So normal normal use. So getting it out of your pocket and doing something on the phone, or being like at the sofa or something like that, and and using the phone. You know, most of these kind of getting the phone to use it situations you will notice absolutely no difference in fact it, it might be faster right so all of those situations it's it's is you're not going to notice any difference whatsoever the time that and i'm from my experience um the time that i do notice that there is no touch id is when the phone is on my desk and I want to look at it because so right in front of me right now, the phone is actually sat on my notebook and it is just a slab of black glass. That all, that's all I can see. If I tap it right now, it's going to tell me the time. I've currently got no notifications, but it shows a lock at the top of the screen. There is no way for me to unlock this without actually moving around the microphone or picking the phone up and pointing it at my face. That is the scenario that touch id is missing but i would argue that it doesn't need to read my fingerprint at this time the phone is on my desk and i am sat right next to it wearing my apple watch right 
I am the only person here. It hasn't left this, this, this flat all day. Um, why, why is it locked at all? You know, I would argue that it's not about the lack of touch ID. It's about the fact that the authentication method now is that you need to give it your attention and look at it and it needs to look at your face, but it doesn't need to be locked right now. Like this, mm. I would rather it wasn't locked. Like, so if, if I did unlock it right now, so I'm going to look at it, I've got face ID. It's really, really quick when you do actually look at it and it unlocks. So now I'm going to lock it and put it down again. I, I've just tapped it within a second of looking at it and unlocking it and it's locked again. That's the problem. In my opinion, it's, it, I don't miss the fingerprint. What I miss is being able to unlock the device without giving it my attention in terms of looking at it. You know, I can move my hand to it and press the button to unlock it. So it's not, it's less about the fact that it's authenticating me. It's more about the fact that I can just like unlock it without having to look at it. And I think all of those things can be solved. The scenarios that, that, that this happens is when I am either in a meeting and, I, and it's on my and it's on the table in front of me, uh, or I'm at home and it's on the table in front of me, or I'm uh, at my desk in the office and it's on the table in front of me. Every other time, it's fine. And I, all of those scenarios, I am, I've I'm sat with the phone and I feel like it should be smarter. I don't think I, I don't think I use, when it's on my desk, actually, yeah, when it's on my desk, I, I do just fingerprint it and then just, you know, tap around and just use one, you know, when you like, you go on your desk, it's like, you do the one finger thing and you just like click on like a notification. Yeah, I just, just, want, just, I just want to unlock it and look at iMessage. I just want to see iMessage. Mm. I just want to see it on the screen or, you know, any, any one of these other things. Like I have a lot of notifications that deliver silently. Um, so, you know, I, I do use the, the little red notification, um, like for example, Twitter, I have no, no banner notification for Twitter. It doesn't go into, uh, what's it called? The notifications list. It doesn't go into the notifications list. The only notification I get from Twitter on my phone is that there is a red dot on it. Right. So it's like, it's not actively coming to find me. If I look at it, it's like the live tiles thing. Like if I look at it, it can tell me that there's something there. It's not as good as live tiles, but you know, it's not actively pinging my, my, my watch or anything like that. It's, so one of the things that I used to do is I just used to unlock my phone and swipe between the three screens on my phone, you know, the, um, the widgets and then mm-hmm. screen one and screen two. I I absolutely 100% say that that is harder now, but I do not think that Touch ID is required for that. I think it could all be fixed in software. I still don't understand why Samsung will stick a Face ID sense effectively the same thing as Face ID. Samsung would. Look at Samsung would. You don't need. They just shove anything on a phone. They don't like you know. Make. I honestly don't think you need both. I I think I think that you just need it. Just needs to be smarter about the fact that. The, the phone has moved like just a few millimeters since I last unlocked it and that I have not left the vicinity and that it's cool to just be unlocked. I reckon the amount of battery power you would need to keep that, like you would need more battery power to be able to do that. Like, because if it's constantly pink, you know, you're constantly keeping an eye on your watch. I know it's connected via Bluetooth anyway. I think it's connected via Bluetooth anyway. But it, it does but... it with my, my Mac unlocks using my watch. 
Yeah, but I wonder how much power that uses. But, Maybe not. But a lot. the accelerometer will know where that I picked it up mm. because it's it's doing this to measure fitness things like that. Yeah, the accelerometer, sure. But if you that's if you do, if the phone doesn't move, but if you move and go to the toilet, and then some cheeky some cheeky robber goes in and goes, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to buy everything on your Amazon account and spend thousands of pounds and look at this. While not looking at the phone. While not looking at the phone. (laughs) While being just out of view. Exactly. Perhaps, perhaps. But but Apple have problems like this. Like, for example, if you use a HomePod and you are connected to the same Wi-Fi network but not in the same room, you can read your text messages and stuff anyway, right? What? There's nothing. There's nothing to stop someone mm. using. If you enable it to, to do that, yeah. If you enable it to do personal interactions, yeah. So there's nothing to stop people from being able to send and read and buy things off Amazon if you're using a, a HomePod that's in another. It's in the same uh, place, right? So why can't I just be like Apple, uh, iPhone? It's it's okay. This this place that I am in right now, I am okay with you just unlocking. Like I trust the people in this room. It's okay. Just just don't lock instantly the second I press that button or the second the screen times out because it's just not necessary. If I go through my quick review of Face ID after having it for two years now, or almost two years, I would say that um, it's definitely gotten better over time. Um, what, to authenticate you? Yeah, uh, no, I just mean in general, like getting used to it, I guess. Um, like at the start, it can seem a bit weird. But also, I guess when they when they updated the XS, it got a little bit better, it made it a little bit faster. But it was never really a problem for me. Um, the one thing that helps a lot is that if it sometimes you lift it up to your face and it goes, "Ah, oh, no, I haven't got you." Instead of locking your phone again and then unlocking it again, like you know, using the the button on the side, just dip it back and uh, like downwards and back up to your face, and it, it's like, "Oh yeah, I've got you." This or like time. move the camera. Yeah. So oh, I see. as if yeah, you like Windows Hello it does down. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes so it doesn't can, get you. You can wave. Fine. You can wave at Windows Hello and it will redo it. All oh, right, that's that's too much for me. I wouldn't want to wave at my phone. Um, no, but it, you're just covering this. You're basically just saying the face has disappeared and it's come back again. Ah, so with it, yeah, you can do that, but just by like tipping it down as if it's like back to uh, being horizontal and then back up to your face. Yeah, to kind of get it to re-register. That's nice. The the one that's always been the same since since uh, this device came out or Face ID came out uh, as a problem was in bed sometimes you're in bed and you're kind of sideways and it's like a bit tricky about it so you kind of have to make a shape there ah so i i, I told you about that once mm. um very early like first couple of nights i had it do you remember i said i said mm-hmm. like i i went to unlock it and it just didn't it just didn't do it straight away and i and i wasn't yeah. sure why I, i've never had that problem since by the way and i know it, improve, it improves over time doesn't it, it improves mm. recognition over the time i've never had that problem since uh, the last thing I would say is that Face ID is incredible on my iPad. And I know we're talking about iPhones here, but this technology is just incredible for the iPad Pro. Like, I I have my iPad Pro out with its keyboard out, ready to type on it. I walk up to it, I press, you know, the keyboard twice, and it's just open. And it's like, oh, yeah, I've got your face. Yeah. So I think... There might be some things they can take from that device, as in it has the ability to do any rotation, any you know orientation of Face ID, um, which the iPhones can't. So maybe yeah. there'll be something there. I don't think I've noticed that on on the iPhone as being a problem. Mm. 
But I think because I've got it on both of my surfaces and well, I've got Windows Hello, which is basically the same thing for all test purposes is it's using the face to identify the yeah. user in this, in this instance. Um, and it's, it's brilliant. Love it. Um, never had any problems with it on the, on the surfaces because the device is pointing at your face. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Same, same with the iPad. The last thing I would mention about face ID, and this is kind of like, I'm just giving you all the, the kind of cautious slash negative bits but there are a load of great bits the last thing i would say in that kind of category is that i don't use apple pay on the iphone i use my watch um so i don't have to authenticate with my face and then tap it over to a reader you do use apple pay on your on your phone to buy things though are you no well yes through the app store but at that point i'm looking at the phone i mean when i'm in a shop i always use my watch i don't i don't go you know get my phone out and then authenticate it to then Put it up yes. to the reader. I use my watch. Yeah, same, same. Though the only um, the only exception for that rule for me is uh, is is Tesco, because even though they have a uh, a pass in the passbook on the Apple Watch for um, the club card, it doesn't work. Like the mm. the um, the 3D barcode, it just I can never. And I'm standing in in here at the till, <laughs> trying to buy, you know, a Red Bull and a sandwich, and I'm like waving my watch at it. And I'm like, "Come on!" <laughs> so I end up getting my phone out and using the Club Card uh, app. Yeah. And then it eventually does it. And then because I'm holding my phone, I sometimes pay. I sometimes pay with the phone, like I right. don't tap it and then and then hold it up against. But no, you, you, I'm the same. I I either use my watch or I use the card. I don't. I don't tend to use the phone for that. In fact, I disabled the gesture to do it on the seven plus. I had disabled it on the new phone on the tennis, uh, but um, I've actually re-enabled it. Even even though I I've only used it about once, um, I just re-enabled it anyway because I was like, oh, you know, I disabled it on the old one because I accidentally activated it by mistake. Because mm. it was to you. You held it down. Is that right? I can't remember now. What did you do? You pressed it twice on the on the touch ID on the old one. I can't remember now. You press. I think you pressed the button twice, and I would do it by mistake all the time. Because twice does multi touch. Anyway, basically, I would do it by mistake on the old phone all the time. And yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, did I don't. That as well. Yeah, I don't do it by mistake on the tennis. So mm. there was no point in me disabling it. So it's enabled right now, but um, it's it's not that I tend to use it. I use it on the watch, which is just a double tap of the. Um, of the large button. Shall we move on to talk about your AirPods? Well, shall we? I was thinking that we could discuss a little bit about the event and the for the first, and then we'll talk about the AirPods because it was a bit of a weird one. We were wondering if the AirPods were going to be announced. <laughs> exactly. We were like, so, so I bought some AirPods. I think I mentioned this last time. Yeah. Yeah, I bought some AirPods, and then they released the new ones. But we were, but we were waiting for that, right? But they didn't even mention it. We didn't even mention it at the event. They just no. did it. They also, re- yeah, I mean, we spoke about last week what they released that week, including the new IMAX with the six core processors by default and stuff. That was awesome. But they they didn't. And and this will be the only time that I mention it because I'm still bitter. They didn't announce air power. They announced that it was cancelled after the event, actually. Um, I'm a bit sad on this. And we could i don't want to go into it in 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 great detail because i'm sure other people have talked it on great length in other podcasts but uh, i am a bit gutted because i've literally got all the three things that that 
are designed to charge on on air power and air power would be great because i would put those three things on it and now i have to find some janky third party thing something that something that i was made aware of was one if you're using the sport loop band you would have to take that off to put it on the air power no you just turn it inside out still that's annoying because you can't see the face i don't want to see the face you charge your watch while you're in the shower do you also charge your phone at the same time do you have your phone in the shower with you yeah sometimes do you do you shower with your phone what i shower with my phone what like you use it as like some form of soap dispenser no. like to rub soap on your body or i listen to podcasts and stuff i listen to podcasts and audiobooks actually sorry uh that just reminded me a little little aside here the speakers on the 10s so good yeah so like so much better than the 7 7 and, plus and the I, 10 i know it's a difference from going from the 10 Ah, it is the it is the best, like the best. And to listen to audio, audible, or even even music, especially in the bathroom because of the acoustics, it is. I used to take my Bose speaker in there. No need. It sounds great. Sorry, a bit of an aside, I know, but with the with the, with the shower phone usage, but um, it is really really good at that. With the air power, and it's been cancelled, as Jules mentioned. I don't really. I know. I don't care. I really don't care. No, I think that if you really have a need for or want for wireless uh, charging, then you've probably already got something in your life for it. And really, I don't think I would have ever charged all three devices at once. Yeah. And I'd rather not have a 200 pound wireless charger. I'd rather just have the small ones so I can just dot around. Yeah, I I get that. But, but, but. Andrew um and and Jordan as well actually you guys carry a lot more cables than I do around now in front of me right now this is we're, we're playing what's on Jules's desk again um I've got my I've got my surface um charger the one that I use with my surface go and it has a USB port on it and right next to the USB port right now are three cables that I keep interchanging uh, and uh, the only reason there's three is because I was doing some stuff with the Raspberry Pi yesterday. There's usually two. So I swap between the charger for my watch and the charger for my phone and AirPods. Like, So what you're about to say is if you had air power and you hooked it up to that single USB port, you would be able to charge? Well, no, I plug it into the wall, but... Oh, 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 controversial. Controversial. But, 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 but right now <laughs> without it's like i have this one port and i want to charge all three things so i'm gonna get air power and use this port no 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 i'm going to plug it into the wall it's true it's true though it's true though like i'm i mean i want this spare port because <laughs> okay. i use it for charging Fair but thing. um but if I, I i do think that if i had an air power on my desk right now i i would be it would make my life easier for charging stuff like i have no doubt on that Okay, so so I totally see where you're going with that. I just it's just I've been I've had a wireless charger on my desk since since I got my iPhone 8. I have two. I have two actually. If one by the side of my bed, which I'm a little bit like uh, radiation, uh, and the other one is at work on my desk. And I find that I very rarely need to charge my phone, my phone, my watch and anything else at the same time i get that but but it's not necessarily about me wanting to put all three on them at the same time it's about the fact that 
I I use all three of these things, and this one charger does all three of those things. Does does a normal wireless charger work with the iPhone uh, with the Apple Watch? No. So how the hell have they managed to get it to do that? I don't know. I don't know. You can buy ones that have it. Really? Yeah, but you've got to put it in like a special place. That was the thing about the air power that it was going to be a, a it was going to be basically an adaptation of chi. Um, of chi, and then they were going to they said they were going to roll that technology back into uh, the mainline yeah. standard. If they if they released a wireless charger that did one at a time but worked for all three devices, I would still get that. By the way. Yeah, but yeah. there's there are similar things on that I've seen on Amazon. I know, that... I know, but the, but they're all shit, right? They're all non like Apple. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Jules? Do <laughs> like... do do you use a non Apple case on your phone? No. Yeah. Okay, no, not a non Apple case. I don't because I don't use a case. Jules, you're using a non Apple watch strap occasionally. Oh yeah, well I yeah, there's occasionally, occasionally. And like you're not you're using non-Apple cables. No, I'm not. I'm using oh I, at work I do, yeah. yeah. At, at home I'm using all Apple. Anyway, anyway, it's just it's different. It's different. You know, I've got to I've got to now pick <laughs> one of the nice I know this is this is stupid, but like one of the nice things about buying like the official accessory from Microsoft or from Apple for your surface or for your iPhone or iPad or whatever is that you don't need to be like which which logo looks the least bad like the like i don't want to see this belkin stupid logo i don't want to yeah. see it i don't want to see it to be fair georgia um she has just bought a wireless charging plate um from amazon and it is white and it looks very apple-esque there is no logo on it and it uses USB-C, and it looks really nice is that supposed to be a selling point it's because it's not for me <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to tell me which one it is sorry i didn't mean to go on or off on one about air power because like i say i'm sure other people have talked about this and this is one that will come back up and uh in, in podcasts for years to come and uh it's a product that has been cancelled so yeah okay airpods airpods okay airpods airpods are the best thing ever they're they're not 100 perfect in every single way but they are so good at what they do that um they are literally on my list of favorite products of all time i don't i've, I've just made this list um they make because you remember when i first switched over from windows phone to iphone the thing that did it for me I, I i tried andrew's iphone and then i bought a then i bought an apple watch and then suddenly everything was okay right because having those two devices work together made it better than having one device because i love the apple watch i was less keen on the on the phone the phone has grown on me over time and i like the 10s more um but the, the but the two together wonderful the three together it's like a dream come true <laughs> being a bit being a bit kind of over the top here but uh on f- friday night i think it was or was it the, i can't remember um i answered i had my my airpods i answered the call by pressing the button on my watch and it automatically routed it through my phone to my airpods and i had a conversation on the airpods they just work together seamlessly between these three devices and I 
really, 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 really like that. So you, so you have these two, John. Uh, are you feeling similar? You, you probably don't love it as much as me. I mean, I've got more to say on how I actually use it because I know I was just way over the top then because I do have complaints, but... So I, yeah, I agree. So I don't have an Apple Watch that is useful in this scenario. I've got the Series Zero, uh, so I can't, that kind of out counts it out because it just doesn't work other than for telling the time. But the reason I got the AirPods was because my my um, my Beats X or Beats Beats X's they would die while I was on the phone a lot, and I would get to work and both pairs of my headphones that I would use for calls would be dead. And I thought, you know what? Because the AirPods have this charging case, and when they're in the charging case, they're charging. And it's got this whole twenty four hour battery life. If you keep putting them back in the case, that I would get them. And I have, and I've been using them for phone calls. And I must admit, the integration with the operating system and the ecosystem is fantastic. You know, just taking them out, putting them in your ear, and it automatically switching over. Love that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And like for Android listeners, I'm sure there's something similar uh, um, on an Android. I don't really know. A good ecosystem on Android. <laughs> oh, <funny. laughs> well, I don't know, but uh, you may find you may find that there's something similar. But one of the nice things is they pair to like your Apple ID. So every device that you have that uses your Apple ID now has AirPods. So the integration there means that because I paired them with my phone, they also work on my watch and and actually my old phone as well. Like I never paired them to my old phone, but they're available to use on my old phone too. They just work across these devices straight away. So that that has been a massive th- like thing for me. Like the other the nice thing was when I was using them and you you take out the headphone and you listen to music, it automatically pauses. Really nice. And 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 that I didn't realize those two things, you know, would be such a big deal for me. Like when, like in terms of the user experience of these, very low lag. Now you, the Beats X or is it Beats Ten that you were using, um, they have a W one chip, don't they? They do, but 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 they also have a button to turn them on, right? And sure, quite often I will hit that button and I will wait five seconds and nothing will happen. And I'm like, have I turned them on? Are they yes. on? Oh, all oh, right, take them off my neck. The latency is really good on the W1 chip as well, right? So yeah, um, compared to the Sony ones that I was using previously, now I have the if I have my phone not on silent, so if the if the switch is switched, which in fact it, my phone is not on silent now. Good job, I haven't had any messages. If that switch is switched, I hear the tapping sounds on the keyboard. I don't know if you have the the tapping sounds on the keyboard turned on. I like tapping sounds on the keyboard. I wish the iPhone had haptic feedback as well. Um, but when I was using my Sony headphones, the tap would would be delayed compared to me tapping right and that's so infuriating and it also means that video is out of sync and that never happens on the on the airpods yeah so i had the version one of the airpods for about a week and a half <laughs> and i tried that they were the, they're the ones i've used the most actually i haven't actually used my my airpods too much i maybe two calls so far and yeah, the the delay there is actually a noticeable speed, slight noticeable. I say slight. It is a noticeable speed up in the latency between the one and the two for me. Connectivity, like connectivity, connectivity. not just connectivity, but switching to them massively, massive. So right. So say I'm I'm because um, I have been switching between the Beats X and the AirPods, right? So say I'm like listening to Spotify, right? And I decide that I want to go from my Beats X to my AirPods or vice versa. What I might do is sometimes it's automatic, but in other times I've manually switched it 
like from the AirPods to something else and not switched it back. And I'm not actually sure I ever got into that situation thinking about it. Ah, you know what? I tell you what it is. I tell you exactly what it was where I noticed this is I was listening to a YouTube video on my iPad using my AirPods. And then I wanted mm. to switch back to my iPhone for Spotify. And there on the version one, there is a delay like of the switch. And there's always a delay for it switching back. Like it was it used to be ages on my Beats X. Sometimes it, it just wouldn't work. But with the AirPods of the first gen, I got it and it would switch back. It was definitely less than the Beats X, but it wasn't instant. And I did the same thing last week where I was watching a video on my iPad. And it's just easier to use the AirPods because it's now so quick to like switch between the two. Yeah. That I switched back to my Spotify and I was like, holy, holy crap. Like that is, that is good. Like that was, it was like instant. And I was like, oh my goodness. Now my Beats X are never like that. Like they're, sometimes I have to turn them off and on. And I'm not sure what it is about, I don't, I'm not sure what it is about the W1 chip, but it never used to be that bad. And I'm wondering if like everything's switched to something like AirPlay 2, or I don't know, they've changed the software stack in the last two years. I don't know, but it's noticeably got worse with my Beats X. Or maybe they're just getting old. I don't know. Like they've got small batteries and then we've talked about this battery thing. Yeah. The batteries aren't as good as they used to be when you first got them, right? Yeah, that's true. But you know, I, they do get used full you know full charge to drain every day or did or every other day because i would alternate but yeah so so one thing i have been so one thing i have been doing with these these airpods um i got the wireless charging case um it was an extra what 40 pounds i think which is 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 totally worth it um i take it you haven't used them on a wireless charger yet jules no i haven't used my phone or the airpods Hmm. on a wireless charger yet so Having that wireless belking charger thing on my desk has been useful for my iPhone when sometimes I'll just have it there and I I won't have a cable, you know, and I'll just put it on there. So what I've been doing with the AirPods with the wireless charging case is the last week I've just been, um, when I put them back in the case, the case is always on the wireless charging plate, which I think I thought was a good idea, um, which I'm starting to think is probably not a good idea because it's probably not great for the battery. Like it not getting any use is probably not good. Yeah, I so I don't know because I've uh, not used a wireless charger yet, but I must say that I've actually um haven't charged them that much, the case that much. I don't think I have anyway. I don't feel like charging it. I'm not certainly not charging it every day. I don't know. But yeah, but you're right. So so in theory leaving it on the wireless charger would wouldn't be keep it wouldn't keep charging it, right? It should be smart enough to be okay with that. But you're not actually using the battery right? Because you're not actually using it down. Is that what you're concerned about? Yeah. But then again, like when I go home at night, you know, they go into my bag. So does that count class as use? Also, they get really warm on that charging pad, even when they're yeah. full. And I don't think that's good for the battery. Like the heat, I, like they're noticeably warm, not like hot, but noticeably warm. And I don't think that's good keeping them on the charging plate all day, just cooking. I don't think it's probably not great for the battery chemistry, I would have thought. Yeah, probably not. And that that's just a generic um, uh, Qi charger. It's a Belkin one, actually. Yeah, so it's not like a knockoff, like, you know, Amazon type, but it is, it's not an Apple one. Um, you know, I, 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 I thought these Qi chargers, and I'm pretty sure it is the case, that they are aware of when the battery's full because they just turn off. Yeah, so I... Um... Which... which Begs the question, why is it warm? <laughs> like, well, like it. yeah, I mean, I so I used to use uh, 
I had two Qi chargers that I used and I had one, this is like two jobs ago because that's how long it's ha- has been since I had um, uh, wireless charging in my phones, right? Because I've had it caught for a while. Um, but um, I used to have like a generic Nokia one, uh, smaller Nokia one at, um, at, at in the office. And then I had a, a, like a bigger, more, more fancy looking one, uh, which was actually Microsoft branded at home and i used to have it on my bedside table and i did often wonder about this because i would put the phone on it and it would charge up but it would still be connected to the charger because this particular one also had a bluetooth connect- connection so that it could like flash lights for notifications and things like that but then i got thinking about it the phone is using energy by connecting to the radio and everything else and if it's switching off from the charger, it would be using the battery, right? So it's not like it's switching off from the charger and the char- you know, the charger's like, oh, I'm not giving you any energy anymore. That's not happening. Instead, the, the charger is continuing to power the phone, but the phone is no longer charging the battery. So it still gets warm or you know, it still feels like it's been, you know, plugged in the whole time. Does that make sense? So mm. I, with the AirPods, I don't know how that works because it's not discharging. I mean, I guess it is discharging when they're plugged in and they need to be charged, but I'd assume it when they get a hundred percent, they don't, it doesn't do anything. Right. I don't know. Well, when it's plugged in like to the, from, you know, it's plugged in to a cable, like the, all these new phones, I say new, all these phones from the last few years, they have really complex, I say complex, that's not true. Um, they have decent battery, but they have a chip that manages the battery. Like, yeah. like all, all lithium batteries have to have like a battery management controller, like a charging controller anyway. But they've got better and better, so I'm told and so I've read. But um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a weird one because it's a cable, you know, cable goes in, everything's fine, it's reading what it needs to read and it charges it. But when it comes to like these coils in the Qi chargers. Yeah. So the coil, the coils got to tickle the other coil, but then the decision as to whether you accept that power or not is, is on the phone. Right. But it constantly knows that it's on the, the charging pad. Cause I was, yeah. I was looking at this belking thing yesterday. Um, was it yesterday? No, it was on Friday. And I noticed when it, when my AirPods were on it, it started, you know, it's it's green when it's charging. It's got this green light on it, which I'm not a massive fan of these charging plates with lights on. Like, I, I prefer a minimalist, like, yeah. style, right? Yes. You should have seen the Microsoft one, I the, the Lumia one I had. That's a rant for the other day. The Lumia one I had, it used to light up and it had yeah. the ability to flash and all sorts. Uh, but thankfully, in the software, you could turn it off so that it had no light whatsoever. Well... Yeah, this Belkin one has this one LED, uh, but it went, it blinked red. One LED's and enough. It, it blinked red for a bit, and I'm wondering if that was like it's either broken or off. So I don't know. It does worry me because I feel like the the wireless charging technology is not maybe not as advanced as 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 people think it is. Uh, because I don't know how 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 you can advance it any further. I think Apple have obviously tried <laughs> and failed miserably, um, and 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 I think it, it's because it's a physics problem in a lot of cases. Um, like how does how do you know how do you know that how does the phone know it's on the wireless charging pad without the coils being active do you know what i mean yeah so yeah. that's probably why it's hot like it might not be charging but it's still got to put power through the coils to actually yeah it's still got to do things because it's communicating yeah. wirelessly which means radio waves 
Yeah, I don't know if it actually communicates wirelessly. It must communicate through the coil. Like, well, I, I mean, that's, it, there's no wire. Sorry, involved. sorry. Yeah, like, sorry. Yeah, sorry. When I think of wireless, I'm thinking like you know, data over a wireless line or whatever. No, I just mean I just mean waves going through yeah. to melt our brain. Yeah, not, not yeah. Really. Which is which is why like so I have this Belkin one at home, a very small one actually. No, it's not Belkin one. It's a Rav Power one, which is much smaller. What I've noticed is with these wireless chargers is I like the other night I I came to bed at like two o'clock in the morning and was like. Can't be asked finding my charging lead because it falls down the side of my bedside table. I'll just put it on the, the charging pad. And then in the morning, I, I woke up and I knocked it ever so slightly in my sleep. And it was no longer charging. And it, it was like not charged. Yeah. I I had that before on, on when I was using a wireless charger for a bad time. Yeah. It's a, bit, it's a bit of a disaster. You wake up and you're like, oh. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, great. My day is... My day is like totally balls yeah. up because and, my phone is going to die before, before, like, you know, you have a routine. It's like you get to say two or three o'clock and you're like, right, I'm going to put my phone on charge now because just for an hour. But, or, or in my case, it's like, I'm going to drive to this place. I need my sat nav and yeah. I use Waze. And because it's hundred percent, I know by the time I get say three hours down the road, it'll be 50%. And it's like, okay. But then if it's at 56%, by the time you get there, it's dead. If someone calls you midway through that, that drive, you're like, uh, and the routine usually is to get your battery pack to charge your phone in the car on the way back. So it's a hundred percent by the time you get back. Yeah. That's my routine. And it's like, oh, that's totally balls up today. That's a problem. That is a problem. But I think it's just with that charger, like rather than like, I think if I had the belking one at home, the bigger one on my desk at work, that's quite got quite a high surface area. Like, so I don't, I don't think, I think it would happen less, but, but, but yeah. I think I think I'm quite generally with the with the kind of the three personal devices. Um, so the the AirPods, the phone, and the watch. I feel like I'm in a pretty good place charging, except for the watch right now, because I um, I feel like I've been charging. I've been forgetting to charge it more often than I used to. I used to be extremely good at mm. um, at charging it, but then you sleep in your watch though, don't you? Yes, I don't shower whilst wearing it. I always take it off and put it on charge when I shower uh, and when I shave and stuff like that. So that's when it gets the majority of its charge. Mm. But I also used to, I used to go to the gym regularly. I don't at the moment. I actually, uh, I've actually been exercising at home by uh, using a, a, a cycling machine. Um, but but when I went to the gym. I would make sure that it was well charged before I go. Like that was part of the get ready to go to the gym type thing. Mm. And um, because I've now I've just been like, Oh crap, it's seven o'clock and I haven't, I haven't exercised yet. I need to get on the bike and exercise. Like I don't do that prep beforehand. So I think, I I think I haven't charged it as much as I, as I used to right now, the battery's on 75%, for example, Mm. but it regularly, I found myself like getting to work and it's at like, 20%, 10%. 20%, 10%. And I, and I realize, and then I'm like, I charge it in the office. Yeah. So I don't have this problem because I charge my watch at night. I've got a nice charging yeah, stand so where, that I bought, bought when, when I bought the watch and I don't have that problem. However, because you sleep in it, then that, that, that causes you to like, Oh, well, you know, I'll charge it at this point in I time. I don't get how you don't sleep in it. I don't know. That's like, to me, to me, that's just like the obvious choice. Because, I mean, I never, you would, like, with a watch, I would never sleep in a watch. I, I don't think I ever slept in a watch. Like, I think I did, actually, for a while, like, when it was, like, a, I had, like, a, an, like an analog. 
watch, like but a thin one. But then I, I, I got like quite. A, I have always had like big analog watches, and when they like, it's uncomfortable to sleep in these big mm. fossil yeah, type I, watches. That's true. I didn't used to sleep with my G Shock, but yeah, I think it's when I got my Microsoft Band, and it used to track my sleep, and I realized the value of that, and I just continued from there. Why? So, so one thing I have is now I have two Series Zero Apple Watches. You do, yeah. You got the steel one and an aluminium one, I think. Yeah, exactly. And one thing I was doing for maybe a week and a half to try it out was sleeping in my aluminium one and then getting up and switching them. Sounds like too much work to me. Well, see, I was thinking about it and it's too much work for me because I don't track my sleep. <laughs> so it's like, it's pointless me doing it. But for you, is it too much effort? I don't understand why, why would that be too much effort? Because it's no different. You were just yeah. getting up and switching it. It's no different from you getting in the shower and putting it on. Charge. So, so, so okay, a few things. Yes. I use it to track my sleep. I also regularly, um, send messages on iMessage, uh, to my wife when I'm, when I'm in bed, uh, through, through the watch. So either by voice or by, um, the scribbly thing. Uh, I can't remember what they call it. Like, you know, where you, where you, write out the letters using your finger um i also use it as an alarm to wake me up um in the morning i find it really really good at that so i don't know i just it it's really really useful because like it it means i don't go pick up my phone as much in bed like i don't i don't check the time on my phone or look at look for notifications like i can i see things on my watch i just find it better for that kind of thing yeah, I mean, I really don't get that much usage out of my watch. It's just a watch, um, and it tracks my calories. Yeah, but it's because it's so slow. Like, what you need, what you need, John, to, to, because you've got new AirPods. Get yourself a nice, shiny new Apple Watch and a, an iPhone XS. Just, <sighs> just do it. Just, do just, it. just do it. I don't know. I like the new Apple Watch Series Four. It's real nice. I just think that. Yeah, I think uh, I've also been considering like an iPad, the new iPad Pro too. And the thing is, it's all about marginal gains now. I'm not sure if I mentioned it last time. I'm like, well, I've got an iPad Pro and I've got an Apple Pencil and they're lovely and I use them all the time. But the thing that bothers me the most is when my Apple Pencil's dead or like the Apple Pencil not connecting to like having to charge Apple Pencil, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, what what's the fix for this? Well, Apple have released an iPad. A new iPad that does this, so let's spend a grand and a half on. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's but like, even uh, then, even then, Jordan, uh, you'd have a, you'd have a new set of problems because it'd be USB C instead of Lightning, and suddenly oh you'd God. need a new charger. I could also argue that the pencil charging and this is not a marginal gain; it's actually a massive lifetime gain. But sure. yeah, okay, so yeah, so to me, yeah, yeah, probably. And then the same with the or, Apple. Or watch. just or just do what the Surface does: just put a battery in it that lasts over a year and not worry yeah, about it. Yeah, and so. I know OneNote got support for the new Apple Pencil as well recently in the last couple of weeks. I saw it pop up. I would say, I would say one thing, just to kind of round off, because I know it's been very kind of Apple heavy. Yes, this has been a very Apple heavy episode. Heavy apples. And I would say, I would say that I would say this that you know the things the things that we appreciate and use of the Apple uh, kind of ecosystem is really about the the devices and we want them to be better in terms of things like charging and Mm -hmm. size and you know ease of use and and Mm. stuff like that that all of that and i'm not i don't want to get into it because i you know we've been on this subject for quite a while now and none of it's come up and i just think it's telling that that entire show it's showtime event was about stuff 
that we don't we care about. <laughs> don't that, that we haven't mentioned. That it was about TV. It was about um, news. Uh, it, they, obviously, the the Apple Pay is something that we did kind of mention earlier. But it's really funny that they are putting all this focus on trying to keep people inside of their ecosystem. But the thing that the things that we really care about the most is stuff like improved battery life and reliable keyboards and 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 pens and things like that. It's it's quite interesting that they seem to be going in in that in that kind of direction. And that is going to do us for episode 36 of the Mavis Podcast. You can go to mavispodcast.com slash 36 to find the show notes for this episode or just view them in your podcast player of choice. If you want to tweet us any feedback or questions for the show, you can do so by uh, tweeting at Mavis Podcast on Twitter. I am at Andrew Hathaway on Twitter. Julian is at Julian K. And Jordan is at Jordan is on fire.